We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gonna have some fun with this uh, next topic. I always enjoy kind of Heisman conversations, preseason Heisman conversations, because you know it never quite goes how you think it's going to go, or often doesn't quite go how you think it's going to go. You know, who thought going into last year that Drake May was going to be a guy that in November was someone we considered to be a Heisman Trophy candidate? And it's been a long time since we went into a season thinking Notre Dame had a Heisman Trophy candidate. Now I know that Josh Adams kind of kind of had a little bit of a breakout in 2017 for a while. You know, he was a guy that, that uh, you know, you had the, the, the 33 trucking uh, thing that they had the hats and all that other kind of stuff in 2017. And he was getting some Heisman, a little bit of Heisman love, ended up not being in the top 10 because he faded down the stretch. And so even though he had really good numbers, he kind of faded down the stretch and wasn't really a, a guy that was in that conversation. But we it's been a long time since we've gone into a season thinking the Notre Dame had a, a guy, Manti, in 2012, finished second in Heisman Trophy voting. But who who had Manti Teo finishing second runner-up in the Heisman Trophy voting on their bingo card before the season started? I, I don't think many people did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So uh, you, you get back into these, um, you get back into these situations where, um, 
you you break down the you break down the Heisman Trophy voting. And you're like, yeah, Notre Dame's just not going to be in it. It's not going to be a thing. Well, then you enter the season. You say, you know, Notre Dame could have that guy. And people have asked a lot of questions in the chat about, you know, what would Sam Hartman need to do to to be a Heisman Trophy contender? And you know, so it's an interesting conversation. I've seen some things come out where Sam Hartman is is getting consistent top ten looks in Heisman Trophy conversations. There's an article that came out two days ago at 247 Sports that had him ninth. I've seen preseason magazines have him even higher than that. So what I wanted to kind of have some fun with today is just to quickly look at, and this is where we're going to wrap up on. We do have a couple super chats that I'll get to at the end, but uh, we're going to wrap up on this topic. And it's basically Sam Hartman and the Heisman. What would Sam Hartman need to do to win a Heisman? What would a Heisman Trophy winning season mean for Notre Dame? And then also kind of who are my top Heisman contenders looking into the 23 season. So, or 20, yeah, the 23 season. So that's what we're going to kind of wrap up on today. So number one, what's the first thing Sam Hartman can do to be a Heisman trophy contender. That's easy. Transfer to Notre Dame. So he did that. You know, he obviously was a kid who's put up monster numbers the last two years at Wake Forest. I think only two quarterbacks threw for more yards the last two years. That was uh, Bryce Young and CJ Carr or CJ Stroud. Only two quarterbacks passed for more touchdowns than he did the last two years. It was the same two quarterbacks, the power five level. And no quarterback accounted for more touchdowns than Sam Hartman did the last two seasons at Wake Forest. And uh, that because he had 12 rushing touchdowns and, and neither CJ Stroud nor, nor Bryce Young could match that. So you, you, you look at him in, in, in 2021, for example, Sam threw for over 4,200 yards. He had 39 passing touchdowns, 11 rushing touchdowns. He accounted for over 4,500 yards of total offense. Let me look at his total yards from scrimmage. He had 4,591 total yards last season, or 2021, and he accounted for 50 touchdowns. And he did not finish in the, finish in the top 10 for Heisman voting. Did, didn't finish in it. You you had uh, and you look at his numbers you know, Kenny Pickett that year had very comparable numbers to Sam Hartman. Uh, you look at uh, some of the other quarterbacks are in the conversation. Matt Corral finished in the top 10 in, in a year where he threw for 3,300 yards and had 20 passing touchdowns. And he had was it 11 rushing touchdowns. So a guy, a guy finishes in the top 10 at Ole Miss who had 31 touchdowns, eight fewer than what Sam Hartman passed for. Desmond Ritter was in the top 10 that year. He was at number eight. And he had 3,300 passing yards and had uh, 30 touchdowns. And he rushed for 300 yards and had six more touchdowns. So, again, another guy who didn't even have as many total touchdowns as Sam Hartman passed for in a year where Sam Hartman had 50 touchdowns. Why? Because he was a Wake Forest. And he led his team to 11 wins in an ACC championship uh, game berth. But he not, not, not sniffing it. A part of it's that the interceptions are higher, which is the nature of the offense he played in. But the other reality of it is he's was a Wake Forest. And so uh, I, so when when you look at it to me and, and I and I I, I kind of look at what Sam Hartman can be at Notre Dame, just being at Notre Dame right alone is going to have him in the conversation because as I just said, he threw for 39 touchdowns in 21, had 50 total, 38 last year, 39 total. He had over 4,000 yards. Uh, he had 4,500 yards of total offense in 2000 and, in, uh, in 2021. Last year, he played two fewer games. Sam actually accounted for more yards 
he actually had more passing yards per game last year than he did the year before. Uh, and he had was only eight yards off his per game average. So he just missed two games. So if the games would have been the amount, he'd had another 4,500 uh, year and well over 40 touchdowns. So he would have had another big year. Ian Book at Notre Dame finished ninth in Heisman voting in a year where he passed for 2,830 yards and had 15 touchdowns passing and then added 485 yards rushing and nine touchdowns. So in 12 games, the same amount of games as Sam Hartman threw for this season, Ian Book had, had uh, let's see what his total, his total offensive numbers were. Let me, let me pull this up here real quick. That site is not showing it. So in 2020, Ian Book goes out and accounts for 3,315 yards and 24 touchdowns. And he finished ninth in the Heisman Trophy voting. Sam Hartman in 2021 accounts for 4,591 yards, over 1,000 higher. Leads his team to 11 wins in 14 games. Actually, let's look at his just numbers this year so we can have the same number of games. So Ian Book in, in 12 games passed for 2,830 yards, 15 touchdowns, 485 yards rushing, nine touchdowns, 3,315 total yards of offense, 7.07 yards per play, 24 touchdowns ninth in Heisman Trophy voting, 12 games. Sam Hartman last year passes for 3,701 yards, has 129 yards rushing, so 3,830 yards of offense. That's over 500 more yards of uh, per game, or total yards per uh, for, than Ian Book. That is 24 plus nine, 43 more yards per game. He had a higher yards per play, 7.23 to Ian Book, 7.07. And he accounted for 39 touchdowns and finished in the top 10. So the difference is, is where are you? And this is what it's always been for 20 years. The Heisman Trophy goes to a one of the best offensive quarterback, running back, or wide receiver on one of the best teams in the country. If Ian books at Wake Forest, those same exact numbers and that same exact record do not have him ninth in the Heisman voting. So that's the first thing that he did. That's the reality of it. That's the bias part of it. And this is one of those ones where being at Notre Dame could be a bias for him. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, then what does he need to do to to be a a legitimate Heisman contender numbers-wise? He's not going to throw for the kind of yards that that past winners have. He's not going to throw for 4,800 yards like like Bryce Young did in 2021. He's not going to throw for 4,500 yards like Caleb Williams did this year. So what does he need to do? Well, look what the number two Heisman voters this year were. C.J. Stroud this past season in 13 games threw for 3,688 yards and 41 touchdowns, and Max Dugan finished for 3,698 yards. Hendon Hooker finished in the top five with 3,100 yards. Bryce Young this year threw for 3,300 yards. So I think for me, for Sam Hartman, if you can get to 3,500-plus yards, that's a number that's going to allow him to be in the conversation. If he can get to 30, I'd say if the closer he gets to over 35 total touchdowns, he'd probably get close to 40 total touchdowns, whether it's 35 passing and five rushing, whatever the case may be. I think he's going to need to lower his interception rate a little bit, You know, get it to 10 or lower to me. I'm good with that. And just be an impactful player. Those are numbers that if he's at Notre Dame, 
we'll have him in the conversation if there's one different thing that happens, and that is Notre Dame has to be really good. You can't be nine and three. You can't be nine and four. If you put up those numbers on last year's team and the results of the games are the same, you're not a Heisman contender, nor really should you be. Uh, the way that the current thing is, it's going to have to be Notre Dame is being really is going to be really good. But the counter to that is, if Sam Hartman puts up those numbers, then Notre Dame is going to be really good. Like, I, I've asked people this before, and I'll ask all of you. You guys can answer in the chat. If Sam Hartman is Notre Dame's quarterback last year, do they lose to Marshall? I think most of us are going to say no. If Sam Hartman is, and I'm saying he's the quarterback and nothing else changes. There's no other differences. Is Do they beat Marshall? We all agree, yes. Do they beat Stanford? I think we all agree, yes. There's no way they lose to those games. I don't think either one of those teams beat Notre Dame. Then the question is, okay, would they would they have been able to beat Ohio State and USC? I think at best you you go one and one in those two games. I, I think I think beating Ohio State last year still would have been tough because I don't think actually Tyler Buckner. I thought he played played okay that game. The problem they had last year against Ohio State was they couldn't run the football and they didn't give the quarterback time to throw. I don't know that that changes if Sam Hartman's the quarterback. I, I think that would have been tougher. I think USC they could have beat. And I've look, I've said this, guys. USC did not play great against Notre Dame. Caleb Williams played great against Notre Dame. Notre Dame had a bad game plan that allowed USC to run the ball more than they should have. And Caleb Williams was like playing like Superman. I think you you look and I've said this. It's a seventeen to seven game at halftime. Notre Dame gets the ball. They go right down the field. They're in scoring territory. I think they're already in field goal territory and he and uh drew pine drops the ball usc recovers they go down and 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 um uh play score and next thing you know it's 24 7 and it's ball game notre dame kept scoring to make it closer but they never really challenged usc after that i've contended that if they score there at 17 14 that's a different ball game because now every time they score you score back it's a three-point game you make one stop and you've got the lead back and then you've got another chance. I think it was 31. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the score was when he threw the interception. I think it was 31 to 24. Third, let me let me just find this box score real quick because I'm trying to remember what the score was when 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 Drew threw the second interception. Threw this had the second turnover uh, in the game when he threw the interception in the second half. So it was 31 to 21. Notre Dame has the ball. There is six minutes to go on the clock when they get the ball uh they're driving uh, they actually yeah see let's see the first down yeah you should get one first down and you're running a they ran a, a kind of a they had a two-hole throw situation so usc was running cover two and Deion colsey's open in that two-hole throw then he hits it it's a big game they're out near midfield and now they're rolling Instead, he was unwilling to make that throw. He scrambles around, throws the ball down the field, gets picked off. USC gets the ball with four less than five minutes to go. They go down, put the game away 38-21. Notre Dame goes down the field and scores again, make it 38-27 to make it look closer than it was. But that was your chance. Those were your two chances to, to really get in that game, and they couldn't get it done. I'm of the belief, with as bad as USC secondary was last year, that with Sam Harbin in that game, it's a different ball game. So I will say they'll at least – at, at split one of those two games but even if you say they still lose those two games 
They're, that's a 10 and two football team. That's a two game difference. I think this team has a chance to be a better football team. I think the schedule's tougher top to bottom. I think the top of the schedule is not going to be quite as tough as last year's. I think USC is going to be very similar. I think Clemson's going to be better. I think Ohio State's going to be not quite as good, but still pretty good. Uh, from it, but you get two of those three games at home. I think the rest of it is some of the other positions. Schools are Duke is really good. I think Louisville is going to be pretty solid this year. NC State's a good football team. Pitt's a good football team. I think Stanford will be a little better than they were last year, but still not very good. But so I think the schedule will be tough. So it's like minimum 10 and two, but if they can somehow go 11 and one and go into November as a playoff team, Sam Hartman's going to have the numbers and the record and the ranking to be in the Heisman Trophy conversation. Then it comes down to the final factor for Sam Hartman is what do you do in the big games? Look, if Sam Hartman goes out there against uh, Louisville, Throws a couple picks. Notre Dame still wins the game. It's an ugly win. He doesn't play that great. Yeah, those were 250 yards. Those for a couple touchdowns, but he has a couple turnovers. Notre Dame wins like 31 to 20. It's, you know, 31 24. You get the job done. It's a W. No one's going to care if he plays great against how he did against Louisville or Pitt if he lights up Ohio State, USC, and Clemson, or at least in two of those three games, lights it up. That's going to be the key. And he's going to have to outplay Caleb Williams. Simple as that. Now, I don't know that Caleb Williams is going to have a shot to repeat just because I think what's going to happen to Caleb is what happens to a lot of other quarterbacks that have a lot of success or win a Heisman. They're going to pick his game apart. They're just going to find everything to flaw in Caleb Williams so they can have somebody else. That's what I think. And so if there's another quarterback that's putting up similar numbers, then you're going to see that guy get the benefit of the doubt. But this is the interesting thing about the Heisman Trophy this year is there's a lot of quarterbacks that people view as being Heisman contenders that are going to struggle to be in that conversation because of their team. And one of them that I'm looking at is Drake May. I know Drake May gets a lot of comp, a lot of talk about being one of those guys, but I don't know if his team is going to be good enough. So then you have to ask yourself, are guys like Jordan Travis, is a guy like Jordan Travis going to be able to, to put up a, the numbers needed to be in a conversation with a, a, a Caleb Williams? For the Heisman Trophy, Michael Penix will, throw, will put up good enough numbers if he can stay healthy. But will Washington be able to to, to get enough of the the focus and and have the wins they need to for him to be a legitimate contender, or will Caleb Williams kind of suck all the oxygen out of the, the the West Coast? Well, I mean, there's a chance that Michael will get his football. He'll he'll get his chance, in my opinion, to go out there and do that. Because when you look at Washington's schedule this year. They're, they pull it up here real quick. They have to play USC at USC. So you Michael Penix is another guy that will have a shot, in my opinion, to have some of those spotlight games. And him and Sam Hartman, to me, are the two dark horses for me for two reasons. Number one is they both have a chance to put up really good numbers. Obviously, Michael Penix put up big numbers last year. Uh, didn't get a lot of attention for uh, the Heisman Trophy compared to other quarterbacks. He finished eighth. Uh, last year's, but at least he got some. But he threw for 4,600 yards. They went 11-2. and two. But the problem is I don't know that they had any wins last year that you could look at and say, boy, that was a, a nationwide program-defining win. They beat Stanford. They beat Oregon State, Oregon, Texas in a bowl game that nobody really paid attention to. But he didn't get a chance to play USC. Well, this year, 
Now Bo Nix is going to be a Heisman Trophy contender, according to a lot of people. You get a chance to play him again. Can you beat him at home this year? But then a month later, a little less than a month later, November 4th, the same weekend that Notre Dame plays Clemson. So, so Sam Hartman is going to be going on the road to play Clemson. And then Michael Penix is going on the road to play USC and, 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 uh, and Caleb Williams. So those are two guys that will get head-to-heads with the reigning Heisman Trophy champ uh, winner and a team that many people expect to be a top 10 playoff caliber team, and they'll both get a chance to shine. So those are the things that Sam Hartman's going to have to do, that Michael Penix is going to have to do. I actually have Michael Penix, like I said, and Sam Hartman as dark horse contenders this year because I think their teams are going to be really good. I think I think Drake May is going to have a tough time being a Heisman Trophy contender this year, like winner. like He'll be in it because he'll most likely put up good numbers, although I'm, I'm curious what their offense is going to look like with the new coordinator. Jordan Travis is a guy that I, I don't know if he's going to put up the numbers that you need to be a Heisman Trophy contender. I, I really don't. Uh, we'll we'll have to see kind of how how that plays out because he's he's gonna he's gonna be fun to watch. He's gonna be entertaining. I think Florida State's got a shot to be a really good team. They've got to win the ACC, right? They've got to they've got to beat sort of their you know slay their dragon, which is Clemson. If he's gonna have a shot for that, but he's gonna put up numbers. But you know he's a kid that threw for thirty two hundred yards last year, rushed for four hundred, so thirty six hundred yards. 31 touchdowns. I don't know if those are Heisman Trophy numbers for someone who's not already like a big spotlight guy in college football. And I don't know that Jordan Travis is that guy. You know, so, so I mean, because like when I talk about Drake May, Drake finished with 4,300 yards passing last year, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, also ran for what his rushing number, 698 yards and seven touchdowns. So that kid had 45 touchdowns and had about 5,000 yards of offense, and he finished 10th in Heisman Trophy voting last year. Because his team wasn't very good, even though I thought, and they faded late. So even though I thought he was pretty darn good, he finished tenth. He finished behind Bijan Robinson and Michael Penix, Blake Corum, Bryce Young, and and Hendon Hooker. So uh, that that's that's going to be a guy that that is going to have a tough time. Jordan Travis might have a tough time with the numbers. We'll see if Bo Nix can can repeat what he did. Blake Corum's a guy that a lot of people have in the conversation. Mike, my, my only question with Blake Corum is number two questions is number one. Will he be healthy enough to repeat what he did last year? And number two, is he going to get as many touches as he did last year? If Michigan is smart, to me, they won't use him as much as they did last year and keep him fresh for November. Uh, I think that's going to be a big key for for uh, for for Blake Corm is in, in Michigan is like do you do you throw more this year with JJ McCarthy being a second year starter? Do you give more touches to Donovan Edwards to maybe balance things out, which would then make it hard for Blake Corm to really put up the numbers to be in that conversation? I don't see Jaden Daniels as being that kind of guy. I think Marvin Harrison could be in the conversation uh, if he can put up monster numbers because you won't necessarily have a quarterback that's going to get there. I think Marvin Harrison could could have a Devontae Smith type of season. There's no doubt about it where he could go out and be a Heisman Trophy contender. I mean, his numbers last year were were pretty good. I mean, let, let's be honest about that. There, there wasn't a lack of production last year. He had 77 catches, 1,263 yards, 14 touchdowns. But when you look at what Devontae did the year, he won the Heisman Trophy. had 117 catches for 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns. I just don't know if Marvin can put up the kind of numbers that he would need to to, to just out-duel some of the quarterbacks that are going to be uh, part of the Heisman Trophy voting for that season. And, and the other thing for 2020, you know, none of the other – the only other – people that put up like the numbers he put up at quarterback were Trevor Lawrence did not put up monster numbers that year. He finished second. He didn't put up great numbers that year, missed games. 
Mac Jones put up big numbers, but I think a lot of that credit was given to Devontae Smith, and then Kyle Trask put up big numbers, but and he wasn't the, the name brand, and the team wasn't very good. So I don't I don't know if Marvin Harrison's going to be able to have the production that he needs to to have. Quinn Ewers maybe could be a guy that jumps into that conversation. He's a bit of a dark horse for me. But I really think when I look at potential Heisman Trophy voting, I think number one, Sean brought this up last week, somebody that we're not talking about right now is going to jump up and have a monster year. Is it Nicholas Singleton from Penn State? Is it is it someone like him? Is it a K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas? Is it Cade Klubnick at Clemson? You know, is it is it somebody like that? Is it you know, is it Quinn Ewers? But I look at the season and I say, if I'm if I'm if I'm a Heisman voter and I'm thinking, who are the guys that I'm f- focusing on right now? It's Caleb Williams, it's Drake May, it's Michael Penix, it's Blake Corum, it's Jordan Travis, it's Sam Hartman, it's Bo Nix, and it's Marvin Harrison Jr. Those are the guys that are on my radar right now as my top Heisman candidates. And and I think Sam Hartman, if he can lead his team to some big wins. Could be one of those guys. Now, what would that mean for Notre Dame if something like that happened? Because I don't want to talk about the Heisman stuff during the season. It's fun to talk about in the offseason, but it's not something that we'll talk about during the season. But what would it mean? I think something like that would be huge for Notre Dame. Absolutely huge for Notre Dame. Number one, it opens up the portal to Notre Dame. Like, hey, you can go to Notre Dame, have great success in the transfer portal, number one. Number two, I think what it, what it would mean to have a Heisman Trophy winner from a branding and all the, all the obvious stuff. But the final piece is, guys, if, if Sam Hartman's winning the Heisman Trophy or even a runner-up to Heisman Trophy, it means Notre Dame's really good, and they won a lot of big games, and they put up big numbers. And when you think about – we talked about recruiting earlier. If you look at what Notre Dame's doing on offensive recruiting right now, where I would argue this class is – if they can get Gearby Lambert – this is a top three to four offensive class at worst. At worst, if they can get Gearby Lambert and Carter Nelson, it's a top one to two offensive class in college football, and and they're doing that off of it not much to show offensively. If they go out this year and, and have a lot of success, which means playoff contender, which is what's required if Sam Hartman for of a Notre Dame quarterback to be in the Heisman conversation, because I don't think he's going to have the forty five hundred passing yards, the forty five touchdowns, the crazy numbers that Lincoln Riley's quarterbacks put up. He's not going to have that. But if they can be really, really good and throw for thirty five to thirty eight hundred yards, thirty plus touchdowns, run for a few touchdowns, and Notre Dame puts up numbers this year, that's a borderline forty point offense with those numbers. It, it is. What does that do for Notre Dame's recruiting and the perception of Notre Dame with recruits in the twenty five and twenty six classes? If something like that happens. It would be huge, absolutely huge. And it would make quarterback recruiting a whole lot easier as well. What some people in the chat have just mentioned, it completely changes things because now you start a pipeline of that. Like, hey, he did that. Look what I can do in that offense. And I think that would be the biggest impact for Notre Dame. It'd be a lot of fun to watch. It'd be a lot of fun to follow. I don't know if Notre Dame fans have really paid much attention to the Heisman Trophy in the last 10 years. It'd be fun to be able to kind of pay attention to that, even though I I, I think the award has lost some of its luster. I think they should change uh, the criteria for it and just say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. It's not the best player in football. It's not the most outstanding player in college football. It's the best quarterback, receiver, or running back on one of the best teams. That's kind of what it is, as opposed to the other. They almost won't need to call it an MVP, as opposed to a most outstanding because of the way that it's handed out. But it'd be a lot of fun to watch, and I – I would certainly enjoy being able to do that. 